0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Mental Wellness Tips for Everyday Life. My name is Naomi joseph McLees. I am a licensed clinical social worker, and I have a master's degree in counseling, focusing on mental and developmental trauma, PTSD, and general mental health issues. As a therapist, I've been asked a lot of questions. A lot of the questions I've been asked is from people who are thinking about coming to therapy, and their questions involved their anxiety about just attending a therapy session with someone or how to even go about the process of scheduling an appointment. Is there any kind of expectations? And the purpose of this podcast is to just try to explain, scratch at the surface, if you will, about the process of Um, frequently asked questions that people have. So I found that most people are apprehensive and seeking mental health treatment. And a big part of that is a stigma attached to mental health. And there is this thing that if you're seeking help for something to do with your mental wellness, there's something wrong with you. Or you're not doing enough or you're not enough there's this fear of being judged not knowing what to expect lack of control especially being able to go in front of someone and have these discussion about things that you don't even probably want to face yourself so that in itself can dredge up anxiety and fear and it's completely normal so Today I will be answering some of the questions, fr- most frequently asked questions that I'm asked in practice and when people just happen to find out And I'm a therapist. One of the most frequently asked questions is, why do most people go to therapy? And that one is very broad. People go to therapy for a number of reasons. Uh, they may have experienced a recent trauma. They probably have a increase in symptoms, anxiety, depression, and they want to try and get tools, coping skills to try and manage them. Other people may have a history of mental illness and they just need a tune-up, should we say. A way of refreshing the coping skills they learned previously, from, probably from another therapist, and they just need help to try to better manage what they're experiencing, what they're feeling. Problem solving tools, coping skills, all those things are things that therapists work on helping clients get comfortable in working with, get clients comfortable using it daily to the point where it becomes almost second nature. For example, if a client has a real hard time with negative thoughts their inner dialogue is very negative or they're very unkind to themselves a therapist would work on them being more mindful and aware of these thoughts and then provide them the tools to work on these thoughts so that they can lessen and thereby lessening their anxiety or looking at a situation differently Another question is, what's the best way to help with anxiety? And this question is tricky because everyone is different. Not everything works for everybody. Please remember that. If you take anything away from the podcast, it's that not everything works for everyone. And your needs and the way you approach things completely different from someone else. And What works for them? So going to therapy a therapist would find out What works for you and the best way to find out what works for you? is to give you those coping skills and worksheets and then work on them and if you feel it's not working or it's not something that you can actively do and feel comfortable with being able to share that with your therapist and then finding something else being given something else that works so let me first say that anxiety can be a certain amount of anxiety can be completely normal anxiety is a part of everyday life a good amount of stress is okay when it becomes a problem is when it starts negatively impacting your daily level of functioning your ability to get out of bed go to work or you're crippled with fear of going to work or getting on that bridge or driving, that's when it becomes a problem. The best way to help that is to try and figure out what is causing this anxiety? What is this feeling that you're getting? What does this fear say? What is the thought, that negative cognition that you're getting from whatever is increasing your anxiety? and then getting to the point where you can be okay this is what i'm feeling this is how i'm feeling it this is what's causing it now is this factual is this proven is this something that is more or less likely to happen that's one way of appro- approaching anxiety another way of approaching anxiety is by medication if you are if you're open to that idea being able to go to your doctor, your primary care physician, or a psychiatrist, and getting that medication to just decrease the level of anxiety until you're ready to go to a therapist. Not everyone's ready. So there's a lot of ways to address anxiety and your level of anxiousness. And the best thing you can do is to first figure out where it's coming from And try and understand it. That way you have the tools. You could work on the tools to better address it. Okay. Another thing is uh, relaxation. A lot of people walk around with so much tension in their body. And the thing that we know about anxiety is that if you're carrying a lot of tension, you're stressed all the time, your shoulders are tight and pulled up, you're breathing is not regulated what happens is the anxiety increases the tension causes your heart to pump a little faster your breath gets a little bit more shallower and faster and these thoughts that you're having increases as time goes by because the tension increases so the best thing to try and do is get your body in a more relaxed by getting your body in a more relaxed state, you're lessening the anxiousness, the tension, and you're better equipped to address or figure out what this anxiety is. Taking a deep breath, taking really nice, slow, deep breath, letting your body relax. Exercise works a lot because it helps the body feel better. It releases a lot of amazing chemicals in your brain naturally, and that helps to relax and give you some happiness and less anxiety. Grounding technique is another way of being in the moment right now. Taking uh, breathing exercises, relaxation exercises, progressive muscle relaxations, all those things help to decrease anxiety symptoms. Another question I get is, why is it important for patients to get better? Well, let's be honest, if you had a cut in your hand and you needed stitches, it was bleeding out profusely, it was, and you're looking at this and you obviously need help. It's the same thing with mental health. Just like you would go to a doctor, or emergency room to treat that wound, when anxiety, depression, mental illness, your symptoms get worse and to the point where you can't manage them yourself that's the point where you would go to someone and say, okay, this is what I'm experiencing and I need help, I need the tools that I, that I can use that works for me to help better address this. By doing this, you're giving yourself the opportunity to heal and return back to a normal, healthy life. Otherwise, you're just standing there, trying to go through life, managing everything with a bleeding wound and an open cut. So it's not really good. <laughs> to go around with a wound like that and the thing about mental illness when we ignore the symptoms or we feel judged and don't seek treatment the symptoms don't go away they're progressive so they just keep getting worse the severity the intensities the fears the worries all of them just keep increase, increasing as time goes by so The answer to the question is that it is important to seek help because you don't have to be in pain. You don't have to live every day with a dredging fear of something happening. You don't have to deal with those negative thoughts that affects your behavior, impacts your relationships, and you and your ability to appropriately and in a healthy manner navigate your environment. So keeping that in mind, it's good to get help just like you would tend to other parts of your body and your health, your mental wellness is just as important. And our last question for this podcast is what are some tips to keep depression in control? Hmm. If you have a history of depression, chances are that probably went to a therapist and they gave you coping skills those same coping skills that work the first time the same thing that'll work the second time if they worked for you if you haven't been to a therapist or you don't know some good coping skills and you're experiencing depression it's probably really good if you take really good care of yourself exercising That's a great way of helping you to just better manage everything, the symptoms that you are experiencing, and just being able to say, okay, I have this thing that's bothering me and I need help. What can I do? Well, the first thing you could try and do is write down a list of things that makes you feel bad and make a list of things, triggers, and make a list of things that helps you feel better. You can try and avoid those triggers, those things that makes you feel bad as best as you can. And when you feel that some things you can't avoid or you can't manage and they are making you feel bad, doing the things on the list that makes you feel good, that could be something as simple as making a playlist, a music playlist, that makes you feel better and playing that. It could be being mindful and taking breaks more effectively. It could be something like managing your time so you don't have so much on your plate and giving yourself chances to take breaks and take care of yourself. With depression, anxiety, mental illness, It's very important that you take care of yourself. Self-care is so important. If I say anything else today that is going to stick, is that being able to say, I am worth this time. Something's wrong and I'm going to give myself this time right now to take care of it instead of attending to everything else on my plate. That is a great way of managing depression symptoms. And a side note, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, if you are taking part in self-injurious behaviors such as cutting, it would be really great and I would strongly suggest that you seek treatment. Calling a crisis center, calling a suicide line, calling people that you are, that are trustworthy, people that you are close with, that can help you just better manage that instead of staying in that state where you're having suicidal ideations or you're hurting yourself. None of that is good because depression is hard. It takes away little pieces of your everyday joy, pieces of things you enjoy to do, people. And it just takes those things away and turns you into a shell of a person. So the best way to address depression is to go seek treatment. It's to pay attention to yourself, is to exercise, is to be more vocal about what's happening with you. And then taking steps to... Figure out what's the best way you want to handle it. All of it is up to you. So being mindful, be aware, and take care of yourself. Take some time and slide into that self-care DM and take care of yourself. Because if you don't, you won't be able to take care of everyone else's needs. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. I hope you join me again for another episode of Mental Wellness Tips for Everyday Life. Take care of yourself. You're completely worth it. You're amazing and awesome.